right, so welcome to episode two here, Baron of Beverage. Uh, Baron is here this evening once again with... Uh, Paige Stroop-Bittner, the Baroness of Beverage as well. That's right. Um, well, we're coming to you as we uh, wait for the snow to uh, start accumulating. It's, well, I uh, think it's already started. Uh, I think we're at like an inch outside, so, you know. That's not an inch. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway... Uh, you know, well, let's put it this way. I'm waiting for something enough to be out there to shovel. And uh, we're closing in on uh, the next day anyway, so by the time this podcast gets up, it'll be a new day, so we might as well bang out episode two on the Fair same enough. same night. So uh, what better for a uh, winter storm night than maybe a little single malt scotch? Mm. Uh, and this evening we have something uh, different, probably uh, something none of our listeners have ever had Uh, and if you have then you are right there on the cutting edge um this evening uh we are uh enjoying or about to enjoy and taste for the first time um a a new glenfiddich release called india pale ale uh finish it's a new part uh, or a new series of theirs uh which is an experimental whiskey series. Um, this is a non-age statement whiskey, meaning they don't tell you how many years the minimum or the youngest one is. But I can tell you okay. because uh, by law, uh, Scotch whiskey has to be aged a minimum of three years. So it's at least three years old. Um, and by India Pale Ale, you mean IPA. Yes, IPA, because India Pale no. Ale. Okay. Yeah, so... I mean, Not my favorite beer, but... Right. Many people's favorite well, style of beer. I mean, clearly so. they are trying to capitalize on the craft beer craze that started what, like, eight years ago, and yeah. just has not let up. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's not like that's a bad thing. It just, it's like you just can't taste all the beers anymore. But damn, if we can try. Yes, I still am not a fan of IPAs. However, that's all right. <laughs> so, but you learned about that. I did. You know, I learned why. about them. It's true. So. Um, so we're sitting here, and we just poured a, a little bit of this uh, mm. scotch neat. It's really kind of a... Interesting nose. Yeah, there's there's florals, which you normally do get from a Glenfiddich like 12. But also... Um, a lot more of the herbal. Yeah, and, and well, you, the fruits there, and mm-hmm. like a little hints of... A citrus fruit definitely on the nose, which is uh, gotta be from the hops. But it's it's not prominent, but it's in the background. But it's a very vibrant nose, which yeah, you don't. I, all, I mean, like yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, younger single malts, and, and including I include Glenfiddich Twelve in this, which this is technically probably younger than Glenfiddich Twelve, uh, mm-hmm. but it's uh, very aromatic. Yeah. It's quite lovely. We can taste now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. of course. No, mm-hmm. taste away. Mm-hmm. Try to not taste at the same time so there's not silence on the podcast. Oh, wow. That's different. Sorry, doing my little chew, little chew in, in uh-huh. there to get yeah. it all in. Different how. Um, it's a, it, to me, it has it's a lot stronger. 
like not alcohol stronger, but it has yeah, it's only it's only uh, eighty six. Right, right. Yeah, no, but it has. Um, it's a lot more forward in terms of its maybe multi sort of herbal. It's that herbally. Like I keep getting lots of herb on the nose and on the the palate. Well, I definitely get a, a central uh, bean there note from the barley. It's right down the center of, of my palate. Um, there's a little bit of spiciness. Um, I have I to get, taste it again. Hang no, on. taste again as I as I, I get little bits of uh, lemon curd and that spiciness is kind of coming across as ginger to me. Mm. I don't get lemon curd. That would be nice. I like lemon curd. Yeah. I do get the ginger. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I don't... I and mean, it has I, a little bit of like a, a, hun, a honeyness in it as well. It does. I don't really... To me, though, it doesn't necessarily seem that different from the Glenfiddich 12. Doesn't. It doesn't to you? Even Yeah, even though it's like... You should probably you know, like whip IPA out the Glenfiddich 12, right? And try it side by side. But we're not doing that today. But Not today. I, but do, I think it's different. I definitely think it's different. I think... I think there's a little more spice going on, and I, I definitely get, um, definitely get little little bits of, of the citrus in there. So and, what do they? And what they is the IPA? So the IP, So how's the process? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So the process, gosh, it's it's really uh, in depth. In depth. But what <laughs> I'll do is I will uh, I'll post a link uh, to the image uh, on the on the blog page and with the uh, Facebook. And okay, Google volume level two. Um, <laughs> just kill that ad in the background. So the um, the 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 way they did is they approached the uh, Speyside Craft Brewery, which uh, was established in 2012. You can see they're just getting in on the craze. And so um, the uh, the craft brewer there. Uh, and the malt master worked on this project, and the craft brewer came up with three different uh, IPAs to test for this. And they used uh, malted barley as the main grain for the beer. Um, and of course, with hops, they used uh, Challenger hops primarily. And then they not only used hops uh, through the brewing process, but then they did a dry hopping conditioning at the end as well. And they did three different versions. They ended up choosing the second version of the of the brew to use. Um, and then they take uh, uh, casks, uh, whiskey casks that have you know been previously used for uh, Glenfiddich aging, and then you know drained and and then filled with this IPA, the second batch that they chose. It sits there for a month with the beer in the cask. Then they pour out the beer, um, and I'm assuming they sell the beer at the brewery somewhere, which Maybe I would... Maybe you need to get, get your hands I, on some of that. I need to go to <laughs> Scotland and get my hands on some of that um, road trip. And so then, um, but then they take those casts, and then they immediately fill them with the Glenfiddich spirit. Okay. Now, again, I'm assuming that spirit is probably a minimum of three years of age. Oh, then. No yeah, but we have no idea. They're not mm -hmm. going to tell us because, you know, 
when it comes to scotch whiskey i think you know a lot of people are like age uh whores you know it's yeah. like it's it's all about how many years it is yeah um but anyway uh and then they finish that whiskey in the barrel that has previously had the ipa in it for three months so the it's not like it spends a lot of time in mm-hmm. there but it's enough that it's supposed to give it a slightly different characteristic and they tried apparently this process with each of the three different you know types of you know brews the three and then they also tried a certain different lengths of time in the barrels for each of those and then eventually after tasting all those different experimentations they decided they would go with batch number two and then aging for or finishing for three months in those previous used barrels so it's Gosh, it would have been a lot of fun to go through all those experimentations and taste all of those different permuta- permutations that they did. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, they probably oh, had totally. like 16 or more different ones to try. Um, now, you mentioned something about how they they say that you should try it. Right, so they have this... doing it the right so, way. Well, no, they say, they, they say there's a special serve, as they call it. Okay. You know, a small twist to make all the difference. So, uh, it involves, you know... Instead of using uh, a Glencaris glass like we're sipping our single malts out of right now, mm-hmm. they suggest you get you know a, a bigger glass and a large chunk of ice and pour a measure of the scotch over it. And they say put a wide peel a wide slice of uh, citrus fruit, preferably blood orange. Uh, oh yeah, because it's so easy to get your hands on a blood on a orange. blood orange, okay. you know, unless you're when you're especially when you're not planning it, right? Right. And then run it around the rim of the glass and give the peel a little twist and drop it in the glass, and then oh, of course, and they say serve on a Glenfiddich India Pale Ale beer mat because everyone just has one of those lying oh, around. Oh right, well you know that beer mat, yeah. Okay, Google Volume Six. Do we really think the beer mat makes a huge difference? I guess that's the question. I'm not so sure about the beer mat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I could see like the ice and the the twist, the citrus twist. I mean, blood orange. Blood, I mean, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, All right, we're so, going to try it with some ice. So we're going to try it with you oh. know, a large chunk of ice, and I'm going to try it with a with a peel of uh, grapefruit, grapefruit because grapefruit is often a citrus note that comes out in from uh, IPAs. Okay. And I, I don't have blood orange lying around the house. No? I do have no. some grapefruit running oh, around the house, so... Um, yeah, so I'd probably give don't that forget a we're quote unquote snowed in, so we have to use what we have. That's right, you got to use what we have. <laughs> so uh, we'll take this and we'll uh, we'll run it around the rim of the glass as All suggested. Right. All right. Maybe I'll I'll like it better this way. Right, I mean, maybe. I don't dislike it. I've, I've almost finished my first. Give pour, a little twist. FYI. And. Mine. That's yours. Okay. Do my mm, little. It smells good. Rub it. Well, like you know, grapefruit, grapefruit <laughs> has an effect, right? It does. Um, rub that around. Do mine now. Oh, I do like that. All right. Man. How do you think they came up with like? Because this is not a normal way to drink scotch. Right, not a normal way to drink scotch, right? So, do you think they tested all kinds of different things to figure out? Oh, I'm sure they did. I mean, come on. This blood orange is the best, you know, but citrus in general. 
Because I do, I do like it better this way. Well, you like it better this way, but what is it? How? What does it change this way? Well, in a sense, it tastes more like a cocktail. Well, because technically, <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, I'll tell you. I mean, like one of the biggest arguments people have, like with single malts, is you know, always drinking it neat, or is it okay to mm-hmm. add ice or, or water? water or, yeah. Um, and you know, most most uh, well, most distillers, especially Scottish uh, distillers who basically want to make as much money as they can will say any way you want to drink, drink it, it is just fine with me. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, uh, but I don't think there's anything wrong, especially as they, they're they telling you, big rock, you know, right. they're they're saying drink it with a with a big uh, big chunk of ice. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is so it doesn't dilute too much. And, um, and so, but I mean that, that doesn't necessarily make a cocktail, but I think once you add something else to it, yeah. like the essence of the oils of the grapefruit. But I really have, like it. I mean, to me, it, it balances it out almost. Well, I mean, I think what it does is you'd think that that grapefruit, you'd be like, oh, now all I get is it's all citrus, the citrus. But it doesn't. It brings out some of the other components, I think. It does. It's actually yeah. a little better balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, single malt. It's really interesting yeah. treatment. So it's wow. really unique. I mean, I still my preference is almost always for the sherry or port cask single malts, <laughs> just because I like the the what that imparts, like the spiciness and the fruitiness. Yeah, um, but this is nice. I mean, I, I I don't really turn turn down any scotch for the most part. So. It comes across. It actually comes across, um, uh, to me, less spicy and more fruity this way, which mm. which might be what balances it out to your palate. Um, so we'll uh, we'll have to finish these off, um, you know, and hopefully still be able to shovel snow. Right. But I would highly recommend trying this because it is—it's very different, yeah. and it's not—it's not uber. I mean, it's an experiment, uh, so it might be hard to find because they're not releasing tons of it. But um, it's not extremely uh, high priced for a single malt. Uh, my my glance uh, shows that you probably can pick it up for around seventy dollars a bottle, which for a single malt, not super expensive. No. You might be able to—I mean, like. Heck, if it, does, if it doesn't move because people are just like, eh, you know, you know, it's a little out there, a little for, out there for me, <laughs> um, then uh, then maybe you'll find it for for less than that. And you know, I think I think it'd be worth seventy dollars yeah. a bottle. Uh, it, and definitely, if you're not such an uber purist that you would try it with uh, with some citrus, uh, you know, it spring for a, a way, blood yeah. orange. It, well, it might be a way to drink it in the summer too. Wouldn't oh, this be nice in like that. a summer? This yeah. It would be a great summer. You know, because sometimes, sometimes in the summer when it's really hot, you're like, oh, I kind of want a whiskey, but eh, like it, you know, it has that warming thing. But I think the grapefruit and, and the and ice, nice. you know, cools it down and makes it a little bit more refreshing. I can totally see yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, Glenfiddich uh, India Pale Ale Finish uh, Experimental uh, Single Malt. Cheers. So, cheers. <laughs>